In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. What if, with the right mindset, anything is possible? Join us now and find out how. It's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka is here to inspire you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, Marla is here to inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power with the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, she'll share heartwarming stories, teach you tips and tricks to building a successful business, plus how to unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset, part of the Her Insight Network on Toginet. And now, here's your host, Marla Tabaka. Welcome to the Million Dollar Mindset, my friends. We are going to learn some exciting stuff today about moving our lives, career, and business from chance to choice. Because according to today's guest, there is no such thing as luck. In fact, he says it is our destiny to discover and achieve success. Our destiny, that's right. And to learn to consciously create success. Today's guest has earned an amazing reputation for creating innovative projects that celebrate the human spirit. He's known for such productions as, get this, What Dreams May Come, The Celestine Prophecy, Jesus, and the Triple Emmy Award nomination, Homeless to Harvard, The Liz Murray Story. And we're not going to stop there because Wisdom Media Group has presented him with the Wisdom Worldview Award for using media and entertainment to raise spiritual awareness and to make a significant contribution to the betterment of humanity. Does it get any more significant than that? But Barnett Bain is not only an award-winning Hollywood producer and director, but also a sought-after consultant and business coach. What a powerful and unique combination. As a leader in the field of personal and transformational development, Barnett has inspired millions of people around the world. And he works with only a limited number of committed entrepreneurs. So we're truly, truly fortunate to have him here today. Welcome to the Million Dollar Mindset, Barnett. Thank you, Marla. It's good to be here this morning. Well, I can't tell you how excited I am because I've just been reading all about your your philosophy, and uh, what a million-dollar mindset you have. So thank you for consenting to join us today. Well, I'm really thrilled to be here. I know we have a lot to talk about, and I know that um, your your audience shares um, the same worldview that, um, that you and I are both committed to and that uh, fuel our passion. So there's plenty to discuss. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and Barnett, I see that it's your belief that anyone has the choice to consciously, magically create success, whatever that means to them. Tell us about that viewpoint. Well, um, I absolutely believe that, Drew. And, um, and, I, and I think now, more than ever before, it is becoming apparent to all that um, the old ways of approaching the world 
don't work anymore. They, they serve to get us this far. Personally, they got us this far. And um, in terms of our community and our general, uh, our general mass consciousness beliefs, they got, they got our society and our civilization this far. But we are at a place where those old beliefs and strategies simply are no longer working. And I, I think everyone has noticed that uh, there is some kind of shift going on in the world. Am I right? Yeah, absolutely. And I'd love to hear your viewpoint on that. Well, there is so much stress being generated out uh-huh. of it now. And, um, and the stress is really an opportunity. You know, we can take some of uh-huh. these um, hits as a gift. It's an opportunity for, uh, that is pushing us individually and, and society as a whole into um, facing challenges in a different way. And it's kind of pressuring mm-hmm. us um, to acknowledge that this is an unprecedented crossroads. And mm-hmm. we are moving, we're learning to move from one operating system of reality to another much more expansive one. And um, the, the key to understanding and to tapping into the more expansive operating system is to embrace uh, a, a particular assumption. And that assumption has to do with the belief that you are creating absolutely every bit of your experience. You take 100% ownership of everything that goes on in our lives. And to the extent that we become more and more responsible for it is to the extent that we begin to have more and more choice as to outcomes. And I know that sounds like a pretty sweeping blanket statement and, and sometimes an intimidating task, but it doesn't have to be so because we mm-hmm. begin to claim back um, a, a kind of dominion over our thoughts and our beliefs and our choices and our decisions and our attitudes one piece at a time. And, and it yeah. is a function of this shift, um, the pressures, the stresses that build up uh, in these shifts, they, um, they are kind of like a cauldron. They, they um, are moving us towards a, a, a deeper appreciation and a, an insight into what really matters to us and what our beliefs about things really are and what our commitment in terms of our thinking is to things. Uh, and it, it causes us to, uh, to become very aware of our habituated responses to life. And I'm speaking very, very generally right now, and we can begin to drill right. down more specifically, but that's kind of the overview of, um, of what the challenges that we're facing individually and as a collective what mm-hmm. what those challenges are, um, what they can offer us in terms of opportunity. Right. And, and Barnett, I have to say, I just, I love your beautiful metaphors and especially moving from one operating system of reality to a much, much more expansive one. And, you know, I too work with entrepreneurs as a life and business coach. And 
initially, when, when I suggest this, taking responsibility for everything that we've created in our own personal world, I get a lot of resistance naturally. Sure. But as people begin to accept that and spend less energy time and worry, um, blaming others and blaming circumstances and blaming everything else, wow, because they can become really centered and create a more ideal universe, right? Yes, absolutely. I mean, there are uh, a number of energies that are the absolute buzzkill to any mm-hmm. sense of prosperity or um, responsibility. And when you use the word responsibility, I, I think of it in terms of Simply your ability to respond to the challenges of life. We've been trained by the way we've been brought up and by our culture to think of responsibility as a burden. And that's some of the pushback, I think, that you're referring to. But as we begin to reframe responsibility as op- in terms of opportunity, it's our ability to respond in new and creative ways, then it's very, very much more expansive. But the yes. buzzkill to responsibility... The, um, the absolute full-on turbocharged brakes on any kind of creativity or abundance or, or, um, or empowerment is the energy of blame or the energy of self-pity. Uh, these are not authentic feelings. These are feelings, you know, part of the empowerment that um, I hope we'll have time to talk to, if not we'll talk, speak about, if not this time, another time. But part of the, mm-hmm. the toolkit in terms of our empowerment, um, a big piece of the toolkit is access to our feelings, our authentic feelings. And bound up in our feelings are the creative juices that, uh, that lead to fulfillment and prosperity and expression in every conceivable Way, not just in terms of fine arts, but just in your ability to generate um, new and innovative solutions to things. This comes out of, of, of allowing the flow of our emotional life, our emotions, energy motions. Of energies like blame and self-pity, these are not authentic emotions. These are um, mental constructs. Our thinking takes over and makes a story about feelings that we're not comfortable with. Rather than just feeling those feelings, we make a story usually having to do with being in the future, um, some future um, prediction that we make that generally is not favorable or, or rehashing the past, and then we're not in the moment, we're in our stories, and then we have feelings about the stories about our feelings. So we're already now two or three generations removed from what is real. So these energies are not empowering. They are, they are inauthentic emotions that are based on stories that are generated out of our thinking as opposed to pure emotions that arise spontaneously out of our emotional life. Right. And simply put, I think, I think it's safe to say that, you know, there are, are basically two levels, uh, two types of emotion. You can feel good or you can feel bad. And with practice and understanding and your spirituality, you can learn to choose no matter what the situation. You can absolutely learn to choose. And part of the, 
a mastery of choosing is to begin to develop a presence, not to shut down emotions. It, when, 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 when we have bad feelings, we don't want to shut them down. We don't want to deny them. We want to make room for them in the same way that we would love a child. Good child, bad child, you love them. But we develop right. a discernment to understand what aspect of ourselves. We are multidimensional beings. And what parts yeah. of ourselves are, uh, are plugging in to certain emotions? What aspect of that is ourselves? We're going to go into break, and when we come back, I'd like to learn about those multi-dimensions. Thank Super. you. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Girlfriend It is on Toginet. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central with your hosts, Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan. This show is your chance to share, learn, laugh, and connect with other women. The Girlfriend It principle was born out of loss. Lisa had recently had her mother pass away from cancer, and my mom um, was murdered. A man just walking into a room and started a 23-second shooting spree. I think one of the things we both realized going through those tragedies is that you can be extremely okay and be extremely sad. Check out Girlfriended.com. And then be a part of Girlfriended, the radio show, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. You know, your boyfriend or, or your husband or whatever, they don't totally understand that emotional side to a woman like another woman does. And I think that's so important just to have somebody that you go, she gets me. Check out the website, Girlfriended.com. Don't miss Girlfriended with Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central on Toginet.com. What's your story? Are you living it? Well, you could be. It's What's Your Story with Hillary Bilbrey. Friday mornings at 10 Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on Toginet.com. Her passion is helping others discover, create, and live their personal brands. Yep, you heard me. You have a brand. No different than Coke, Pepsi, or Nike. You are a walking, talking, living, breathing brand. You're not a logo. You're not a tagline. The choices you make become the path you take. This is your brand. Now, live your story. Your brand is not just what you say it is. It's also what others say it is. So what are you communicating? And how can you create an authentic brand? We'll take on these challenges with What's Your Story? Every week, Hillary will feature teens, moms, and organizations that are learning and living their story. Now, her passion is to help others discover, create, and live their personal brands. To find out more, go to inspiredbyfamily.com. It's What's Your Story with Hillary Bilbrey. Friday mornings at 10 Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset, part of the Her Inside Network on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. Well, welcome back, and today we're here with award-winning Hollywood producer and director and popular consultant and business coach, Barnett Bain. Now, going into break, Barnett was explaining that 
we're all multidimensional beings with choices and feelings, good and bad. So Barnett, how do we embrace and not deny those negative feelings without having a negative impact on our, our life? Well, that's a really good, uh, you make a really good distinction there when you bring up having a negative impact. The, it, it's important for us all to understand and to remember that when we deny negative feelings, they are already running in our lives. So we are doing that all the time. When we embrace those negative feelings, we're discharging them. We're dissipating the energy. We, we don't just wake up one day and say, starting this morning, I'm, I'm going to feel safe and secure about money or my health or my relationships or my work and just like that change a lifetime of habits. But developing awareness of our of our habits and our thinking is the most important step towards change. So it begs the question, what is it that underlies and gives such juice to the to this these habits, these habituating feelings and, and, and thinking? Which which means we we have to develop a, a skill that a skill in taking inventory of all of the why not and limiting thinking and pushbacks and ha- attitudes and all the hand-me-down thinking from others that says, I'm not good enough or it can't happen or things never happen to me or I'm too young, too old, too washed up. All of the uh-huh. takeaways from bad past experiences. Um, this happened to me in the past and it hurt, so it's going to happen to me again. All of these things, and when we look at them, we see, well, what do they all have in common at the root? They are all beliefs, and they're all beliefs that have been embraced out of experience at, that we've had at one uh, or another time in our lives, either as a young child or as an adolescent or as a young adult, um, or they have been, you know, we, they, we have taken them on because authority figures have... have uh, we, we've bought into authority figures, and at each one of the, each aspect of those subpersonalities are still alive and functioning, and those are what I am referring to when I speak to our multidimensionality. That is some of what I'm talking about. They, at the level of our consciousness and spirit, those aspects of ourselves are in what psychologists kind of call arrested development. They are all alive and functioning and, uh, and operating simultaneously like players on the bench at a basketball game. And when something happens in our lives that's sort of a hot-button issue to one or the other of those other aspects of ourselves, they kind of fly off the bench and jump into the game, ready, ready to play with, with their limited belief system. And as we can inventory them, and recognize them when they come up, it's like putting the clutch in on your car. You hear them, you feel it, and sometimes you feel it very, very, very deeply, but you don't allow them to drive. You give a space for those feelings, sometimes very negative, but you don't deny them. You understand it comes out of a part of me from the past, and you give them voice, and you don't shut them down, and you love them. And the more that you love these things, the more you... Love them just by giving them room to express, 
and you say mm. to yourself, I, I hear that, but that was then and this is now. That is allowing the energy to move through, and it unlocks an enormous, enormous wellspring of creativity mm. and possibility. I love that. I love that. And I, I absolutely and totally agree with that, Barnett. And, and as coaches, we all have different, uh, tools, methods, and modalities to help our clients, um, sort of discharge these events. Yeah. And, um, in my practice, I use EFT, the emotional freedom technique. Mm-hmm. And something that I run across a lot mm-hmm. in when I'm, when I'm trying to help my clients uncover these beliefs and these experiences is, well, sure, that happened, but it doesn't have any effect on me. What, what tools, what methods do you use to help your clients understand that, yes, these experiences are embedded and they are having an effect on you? Well, I start by, um, by acknowledging, as you just have, that for many, this uh, step, this embracing of the assumption that you are the uh, creator of all of it, um, it was mm-hmm. Walt Whitman who said, uh, I cre- we create, we, we contain multitude. And uh, that, that's what he was referring to. I mean, we have this, this uh, unlimited multidimensionality to us. Every feeling and experience that we have at any point in our lives remains alive and fully present for all time and all space in our consciousness. And Mm-hmm. Fortunately, um, there are there are um, barriers to ha- allowing all of this information to pour through in in normal time. But we have uh, examples of it, for instance, of people for whom these barriers, um, these veils, are thin. You know, remember the movie Rain Man, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this was a this was an example of somebody who could remember every piece of information that he had experienced, no matter how trivial. He knew exactly what was on the menu in the restaurant and what the price was, at what time it was, and what the weather was 20 years right. earlier in his life. So these are people for whom the subconscious, um, which contains everything experienced in this life, uh, the veil has thinned and it bleeds through, and there's so much information that it it, it makes it makes people dysfunctional. Right. Uh, and yet, uh, at at these levels of subconscious, they are they they still do inform how we respond to um, to various challenges, and so they do. We need to. Um, we all need to to come to the understanding. And what I do with, with the folks that I work with is I simply ask them not to take, it, take my word for anything. Um, I ask people to be skeptical of everything. And I, but I also ask them to be skeptical of their skepticism. <laughs> I like that. And so um, I ask them to play along, um, to play it as a game. You know, I am... Um, in addition to being a consultant and a, and a business coach, and, and I, I do work with some private individuals, I am a, a movie producer and a movie director. And I ask people to um, assume 
that they are the directors of the, the, their life experience. And that at some level, just play along with me, at some level, you have written the script, you have cast the movie, you've handed everybody their dialogue, and then um, you're pretending that you didn't. And that this, this kind of assumption is sort of, for purposes of, of this exercise, is sort of how we operate in life. And one of the opportunities that we have um, in this shift that I, you know, we spoke about earlier is to wake up in this life, mm. is to wake up to the fact that we are dreaming it lucidly, that we, we literally are the directors of our own movies, all of us. And bit by yes. bit, as, uh, as I invite people to participate with me in playing with that assumption, um, we will then begin to look at, well, what are the challenges that they're facing at any given moment? What's going on in your life right now? What's going on in your work? What's going on? What's going on in your career and in your relationships? Mm -hmm. And people uh, always have an issue. And as we begin to look at those issues, there are certain themes and there are certain beliefs. And there are certain, even when somebody resists doing this, you know, I ask them to look at, well, what is all the resistance about? And sometimes it can be anything. Sometimes it can be, for example, well, that's just nonsense. You know, I don't believe in it. So it begs the question, well, then, the, the, it begs the observation, well, then you obviously have a belief. And you are uh, married to a particular perspective, a particular belief. That particular perspective that you're married to has served you ably and wonderfully to get you this far in life, but it is no longer serving you. And as long as you continue to insist on holding to these immutable beliefs, there can be no change. Because mm -hmm. until you change on the inside... Things cannot change on the outside. And I find that the people that I work with are, they come to a point in their life where they are absolutely ready to dive, to jump in. And until that time, there's resistance. But by the time they come to me, and I'm quite certain that you have, you can speak to the mm -hmm. same experience. By the time people uh, are ready to go below the surfaces of the way things have always been done in the past out of an acknowledgement that there are maybe um, more powerful truths that are emerging out of this chaos. By the time people get to that state, there is, they are already being drawn by a part of them. Again, this, in this multidimensionality that we spoke about, in addition to aspects of ourselves from the past, there are also parts of ourselves that are very, very empowered and very, very alive and filled with vision and filled with excitement and filled with passion and filled with joy and mm -hmm. filled with the delight for, for new possibility. And those aspects of ourselves feel met and married and feel that they, they begin to answer a call to become something more and something great. And we all are relying on those aspects of ourselves to grow yeah. and to learn and to live and to love. and that, uh, We simply have to kind of make these choices available and people are essentially um, whole and, and 
they choose empowerment for themselves. Well, we're going into break. We're going to hear more about touching base with those new aspects of ourselves when we come back. Super. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Our children's education is under threat from budget cuts. Music and art classes, bus routes, sports, extracurricular activities, books, foreign language programs, and even crossing guards are on the cutting block. And the teacher layoffs could mean perhaps as many as 35 or 40 students per classroom. Fortunately, the Education Jobs Fund Amendment has been added to the pending jobs bill in Congress. The Education Jobs Fund will help schools avoid such drastic cuts. Take action now, because next week may be too late. Visit educationvotes.nea.org and email your congressional representative. Tell them to pass the Education Jobs Fund. Go to educationvotes.nea.org. That's educationvotes.nea.org. Get involved in the future of our children's education. Go online to educationvotes.nea.org and tell your congressional representative to pass the Education Jobs Fund. Let's chat it up with Bloom Talk with Barb Scala on Toginet. Thursday afternoons at 3 Eastern, 2 Central. And find out how women are growing, blossoming, and blooming in their friendships and careers, health, and so much more. It's Bloom Talk with Barb Scala. Check out our website, bloomwithbarb.com. Whether you want to transplant your life or just do a little pruning, Bloom Talk will inspire you to cultivate the lifestyle you want to live. Join lifestyle coach and co-author of Sanity Savers, Barb Scala, each week on Bloom Talk and sprout your dreams. Grow your life. I hear a lot from women. I want meaning in my life. I want a fulfilling life. I want to do something that's exciting. And I can control my life instead of my life controlling me. I can tell the world this is who I am and, and this is what I'm all about. Barb will introduce you to dynamic guests and real women who are redesigning, re building and reinventing their own lives and bloomstorm how you can dream create and grow the lifestyle you want to live it's bloom talk with barb scala thursday afternoons at three eastern two central on toginet.com welcome back to the million dollar mindset if you're ready for a big change in your work your career your happiness your life it all starts with attitude and marla is here to help it's the million dollar mindset part of the her inside network on toginet.com and now back to your host marla tabaka Welcome back, everybody. We're here in the second half of our show already with award-winning Hollywood producer and director, popular consultant, business coach, Barnett Bain. Barnett's upcoming productions include Richard Bach's Illusions and Milton's Secret by Eckhart Tolle um, and Robert Friedman. And you'll also find Barnett on findbliss.com. Going into break, we're talking about embracing your, your beliefs, all of your beliefs and, and all of your experiences in life and, and discharging them, uh, taking an inventory of negative beliefs and looking at the challenges and issues that you have going on in your life and, and your resistance and what's that all about. Some people, many of us, probably all of us, are married to a belief or perspective uh, that it's time to shift if we really want to go to the next level of success. And so, Barnett, we, we talked a little bit about, you know, by the time our clients come to us, they know coming into coaching means means progress, means moving yeah. forward, yeah. you know, and, and not so much looking back. 
Um, so, so what are the steps? Okay, so we've, we've taken this inventory. We've loved, we've embraced, we've let go. What's next? Well, we've, we've recognized what's going on, and we've acknowledged what's going on in terms of the negative. We also need to recognize and acknowledge and respect what is good and beautiful and true in ourselves. We need to look at the parts of our lives that work, and we need to own that, and we need to develop the ability, and there are tools to develop the ability to to um, kind of, I like to think of it as marinating in that thought. We need to spend time acknowledging what is good and beautiful and true and works. Some people do it in in the garden, and some people do it in nature, and some people do it in, in the relationships that they that they nurture and value, but it is absolutely important not just to go mining for to pulling the weeds out of the garden, but also to smell the roses. So we recognize and we acknowledge. And then comes a very important thing. Um, you know, as, as we've discussed, you make yourself available to the world and to the universe when you deal with your feelings and beliefs, negative and positive. You pull the weeds and you smell the flower. That is what frees you up for success. Beyond that, there is a step that has to do with releasing. And the releasing has to do with closing the door on the past. And there are components to that, but I think essentially it involves a, a forgiveness uh, and a letting go of self, and of forgiveness of, of yourself and of, of others for for uh, the, the um, events that have given you pain, for the, for the holding on to the patterns and the beliefs that have caused pain, you know, once you recognize and own them, there's a certain sense of, wow, I could have done that a long time ago, or there are certain judgments and of criticisms that come up. And it really is important to identify, to feel those, and to have your eyes open for those and not to get bogged up in them, but to uh, forgive them and release them. Why does that matter? Because when you, if we continue to hold on to that, into those emotions and those thoughts around unfor- the unforgiven things, that um, those are not the energies that generate success. Now, some people have um, things that uh, in their lives that they don't feel comfortable forgiving entirely. Well, you can forgive the why things happen. For instance, sometimes we have um, beliefs that uh, emerged out of, out of a relationship of, let's take an extreme case, an abusive relationship. Maybe, right. you know, maybe my mother was um, abusive to me in, at some point. Uh, maybe she was, you know, maybe she was uh, emotionally abusive or physically abusive. As an example, I don't have to forgive the what they did, she did, but I can forgive right. the why out of an understanding of, um, out of an understanding of her overwhelm or whatever the case may be. Yeah. I can forgive the why she did it to me. I can come to understand that. I don't have to forgive the what. That, by the way, is is the beginning of compassion, understanding. And it's, it's a critical, critical piece. Uh, compassion is a high-octane success emotion. Yes. 
Yeah, some, something that, that I use in my coaching practice to help people in this step is, is forgiveness and an understanding that that person was probably doing the best they could with the tools that they had at the time. You know, and yep. and uh, and that seems to really help people come into an awareness of yeah, wow, she didn't have much to work with when that happened, and yep. and uh, and and that helps. You're right, and it does. They they always feel like they've had just a million tons of pressure released when they can forgive this. So this is a very powerful topic. And forgiveness uh, doesn't it doesn't mean you have to like the person, right? Um, uh, you know, you don't. You can talk about some. You can think in terms of to use a really broad example of somebody who does a terrible thing. I mean, some of the, some of the, um, some of what's going on in the world right now in terms of of um, people embezzling billions of dollars of of funds from others. I mean, these are terrible, terrible things. Terrible mm-hmm. things. We don't ever have to like that. And. Forgiveness uh, doesn't give anybody a license. Forgiveness, in that sense, is understanding that this person may have done the best he could, but the best he could in terms of he thought wrongly that um, self-aggrandizing himself and having power and... um, and having all kinds of money, irrespective of how he got it, the ethics of it, would make him feel good. So we have a understanding that how that he was misguided, and that the actions came out of a misguided thinking. That in no way gives him a pass or endorses it. It just allows us to understand the mechanisms underneath, so that we can mm-hmm. say. All right, out of the understanding, I get how all the pieces, how the puzzle fit, goes together. I don't have to ever mm-hmm. forgive what, uh, what he, uh, why he did it or, or what he did. I don't have to forgive the impact, but I can understand the why it was misguided, and I forgive that. Yeah. So, Barnett, when someone achieves this level of forgiveness, um, because I have a lot of people come to me saying, oh, gosh, it was so long ago. I've, I've let it go. Yeah, sure. I've forgiven it. But then when you get to working with them, you realize, whoa, it's far from re-give, forgiven. Um, what are the signs? What are the, the symptoms of forgiveness, if you will? When you really forgive, um, the energy shifts. So people tend to forgive. I find that people tend to forgive. And for a while, uh, things change. And then slowly, patterns begin to uh, reappear in life. And it's a very stealthy thing. It's not an obvious thing. Suddenly, it's almost like you have an automatic tuning on your, on your radio. And without even looking at it, it kind of tuned back to the station that was like most familiar. And mm-hmm. you see it because your life begins to, um, to reflect back the same kinds of challenges, mm-hmm. the same sorts of challenges that it did in the past. Um, for example, uh, I, I've been working with somebody that had uh, a lot of anger towards authority figures that go, went back to... Um, an early experiences in, in, at home and with teachers, and as a 
as a entrepreneur, occasionally, um, maybe too often, had very difficult relationships with other powerful um, authority figures. And mm-hmm. we did uh, we did some work, and it was very powerful and very effective. And there was forgiveness and under, out of understanding, and things changed. And and how do we know it changed? Because there the, the stresses that went along and that that occurred in 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 this this woman's life vis a vis other powerful figures, they seemed to disappear. And there was a lot of success and a lot of momentum and a lot of movement. And then slowly, little things began to come up, and there were, again, um, difficulties that would come up here and there. And they didn't come up quite in the same way this time. They would come up, they would be expressed in, uh, there were issues that began to come up, little kinds of arguments that would happen with, uh, with her husband. And as we looked at it, lo and behold, it was the same kind of energy and instead of it coming up over here, it was coming up on the other side of uh, on the other side of her life. But it yeah. was the same sorts of things. And as we looked, we thought we realized, yes, this is this is it again. And sometimes these gardens, um, like all gardens, need to be weeded periodically. Uh, nothing is, you know, our lives are not about perfection; they're about process. And um, like it's that. important, you know. She immediately began to have some judgment about, oh, my goodness, I thought I dealt with this before. You know, what's yes. wrong with me? And yeah. as we said before, uh, blame and self-pity are the buzzkill of, of success and empowerment. You know, I, yes. I would add also to that judgment and yes. um, control. Those four, those are the four horsemen of, of, of disintegration. Yeah. So, yeah, um, and it's... She, she understood that it had come up again, and it just it it just was it it was a different weed, but it came from the same it came from the same root, and so it was time to revisit it and forgive again. And this, this next time, it happened at a deeper level. And what was wonderful and powerful is that um, in the aftermath of that more deeply forgiving energy, uh, her life, her relationship, uh, her business, they it. It just bloomed at a whole nother level. I love that. And when you're doing that work, it's it's also really pretty important to forgive yourself. Um, because yes, as first you said, you come into that blame and guilt. Yeah. It all so, starts with us. Yeah, mm-hmm. it all starts with us. We don't forgive ourselves. We can't possibly forgive anyone else. Right. That's right. Barnett, we're going to go into our final break. When we come back, I'd love to learn what happens beyond the forgiveness. I love this topic. Thank you. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. 
Another Way of Living with Susan Dobson is on Toginet. Wednesday evenings at 8, 7 Central. Hi, I'm Susan Dobson, host of the new talk show, Another Way of Living. On Another Way of Living, we talk about what I call the unspeakable. When I was growing up, if there was a problem, a pink elephant in the living room, everybody walked around it, nobody talked about it. Sound familiar? Tune in and listen to my guests and callers talk about their solutions to problems just like yours. If you are ready and really want Another Way of Living, then this is your show. Wednesday evenings at 8, 7 Central with Susan Dobson. On Another Way of Living, we talk about life, its problems, its challenges, and above all, its solutions. Another Way of Living educates and informs. It makes you laugh. It makes you cry. Plus, the live format lends itself to surprising and heartfelt revelations from Susan and her guests. You'll be surprised by what's shared, what's learned, and what could change. Join us for Another Way of Living with Susan Dobson. Wednesday evenings at 8, 7 Central on toginet.com. Get ready for the Not-So-Soccer Mom Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central on Toginet with Jill Hickey. You name it, from politics to pop culture to Jill's search for the perfect bronzer and chicken salad. The Not-So-Soccer Mom will weigh in on it all. The sentence, I have no opinion about that, is one that Jill has never uttered. In the early 90s, Jill finally decided to put her thoughts, opinions, mom advice, love of pop culture, hummus, and Starbucks, working out, cosmetic shopping, and politics into an actual website and thus NotSoSoccerMom.com was born. Shortly after her fourth child, a boy, Jerome, now she's really got tons of topics to share with you. This is Laugh Out Loud Funny, and we're not kidding. What's a loud Nebraska girl who lived in Little Rock for many years and now is up in the Northeast doing, chronicling her opinions on everything? The wheels aren't off yet, but it's close. It's the Not-So-Soccer Bomb with Jill Hickey. Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset, part of the Her Insight Network on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And we're here in our final segment already with Barnett Bain and talking about pulling those weeds and smelling those flowers, forgiving, closing the door on the past, moving on and choosing success. I just love it. So mm-hmm. Barnett, we've forgiven. We've forgiven. We're ready to dive in, move on. What's next? Well, now comes the fun part. Um, next is... <laughs> We begin to explore things like image and, and vision and action in the world. Now, image is a really critical thing. Um, we have to learn how to identify the image that we currently hold for ourselves. And then there are ways to create new images. Um, and there are uses for those new images. For, we, we live out of our image, and we always live out of our image. And once we have uh, pulled the weeds, we suddenly, um, we're going to immediately have to generate a new image for ourselves or we are going to default as the woman that we were discussing before the last break. Um, Without this new image of herself to to live through, she found herself defaulting uh, from time to time into an old energy that involved uh, forgiveness. So there are many ways to do it. I'll give you an insight into what I'm referring to here. There's an exercise I use called the three adjectives exercise, and uh, I ask people to describe themselves off the top of their head with three adjectives. Um, just 
off the top of the off the top of your head, and people will say uh, they could say anything. They could say, "Well, you know, I um, I uh, I'm friendly. I'm uh, tenacious. Um, um, I'm cautious." Um, there's a whole gamut of possibilities there, but now, what is the value of something like that? Well, as I said, you're going to be uh, acting out of your image. We always act out of our image, and we're always living through it. So it's important to know how you see yourself. So to take some time taking stock of, of how you hold yourself. I, I, am, am I a successful person, a winner? I once asked an executive who receives about 100 cold phone calls a week from potential vendors. Uh, um, I said, wow. what makes you return the call of like one or two? And he said, well, some, some people convey in the tone of their voice uh, that they expect a call back and that, uh, and, and he said, I, I call it a vibe, for lack of a better word. And I personally, I agree. I, I can know that I can usually tell in about five minutes what type of confidence and self-esteem a client possesses. So if you see yourself as a winner, others will as well. You cannot project an image that isn't there, that is inauthentic. If you do so, it is experienced by others as inauthentic. If your image is lacking, then uh, you do more introspection. Uh, you weed that garden by recognizing, acknowledging, and forgiving, and releasing. Um, and then you work on creating a new positive image. And there are image-making uh, techniques. There are ways. Uh, I'll give you a very, very brief one. Um, you can sit down and do um, and do a, a free-form writing, and you just write out every thought. Every, just write about how you feel about yourself. Write and write and write and write and write. When you get tired, uh, you write through that. You just say, "Well, you know, I'm tired, and I feel like putting this pen down, but." not going to. I'm just going to continue writing about myself. This is how I feel about myself. This is what I think I am. This is how I feel I present. You do it and do it and do it and do it. And after about a half an hour of that, you reduce, you look it over and you start to see themes. You circle certain words that begin to reappear. and Reduce it all down to a page. And then reduce it all down to a paragraph. And then reduce it all down to a sentence. That. And what then exercise. That's a bit. This is a phenomenally powerful magical tool. And then you have that sentence. You can, if you want, you can even distill it down to a word. That's tough sometimes by yourself, but it's yeah. worth a try. Yeah. Then you flip it over. Now you've all. This doesn't work unless you have done the gardening that we've discussed. Right. You have to have done all of the gardening. Uh, otherwise, it's just you're just talking about icing on the cake without having dealt into the cake. So yeah. then you, having done all of, out of the gardening and recognized and acknowledged, forgiven and released, now you begin to write a sentence about who you're growing into and then write a page and then a paragraph and then a page and then the long writing for about a half an hour. And when you have finished that, you look back at that and reduce that down to a word, a wow. word of empowerment. And that becomes a talisman. And what that allows you to do is it gives you what I call a joy compass. You now have a sense of 
the most powerful aspect that, of your, again, multidimensional cells. Here's, here's one of the multidimensional cells that you are growing into. It's already a part of you, but you are growing mm-hmm. into that potential that is a part of your expanded self. And as you have that compass heading, it allows you to do vision. And you know, vision and visioning is very, very important. Uh, because our yes. subconscious needs to have instruction. It needs to be reprogrammed from its old outmoded way of operating. It always needs to have instructions. And the language of the, of the subconscious is playful and it's vision. It's images. So um, yes. we anchor our new vision by journaling and setting aside time for meditation or prayer or some kind of commitment to yourself could be visualizations it could be daydreaming but it has to be a commitment that you make with some frequency you can do it many ways you can do it by discussing um discussing this aspect of your vision of yourself with um uh this quality that you've that's emergent that you've identified discussing it with people who are supportive and intimate and understanding. Um, you want to be, right. you want to be uh, vulnerable with people, with a coach or with a spouse or with friends, because vision, mm-hmm. vision is fragile. It, it's a delicate new plant, and it needs attention. Yes. Where you place your attention is mm-hmm. what you will experience. Yeah, we have to nurture that garden once we plant this beautiful we seed. We do. We do. Yeah. And we set, we set in the vision, a component of vision. We've all heard about, you know, things like laws of attraction and where we set goals and we visualize and we program and we script and there are ways to reduce anxiety and stress and the inner voices. Right. And, but all of those things, they all begin to work in a synergy. They all begin to work in a kind of what I call a dynamic complexity. Each one is a puzzle piece and is potent, but eventually you have all of those puzzle pieces down and they're all kind of starting to come together and then you work with them as a whole, as a holistic idea. And in that dynamic complexity, something new and wonderful shows up. And that thing that is new and wonderful, that's you. And that's the last piece. That's the last piece. That's the action step that you take in the outer world. Those are things like um, how you behave with others. It's how you perform in your work. It's, it's how you respond and respect others. It's how you, how you um, manifest your skills and how you handle your relationships. It's how you show up. Mm, okay. So it's different than making a task list or a to-do list and, and moving through that. This it is, is all not about making your presence a task in the world. It is not making a task list. Right. Um, they, there are levels to this. Um, yeah. For some, making a task list is absolutely appropriate. But I like to do, I like to hold task lists, task lists and these kinds of things in a very, very loose grip because it is important to, to, to make a task list along with everything else, along with the visualizations and along with your desires and along with the dreaming that we, that we attend. But 
we don't want to get too attached to the form of things. Right. You know, there's an expression that artists have that form follows function. And that is true at the, in the world of consciousness and awareness as well. So the energy that underlies the world of appearances is the, this is, these are the energies that we are playing with in this kind of, almost an alchemy, mm-hmm. this kind of magical process. So we hold a form, but we hold it lightly. And we make to-do lists and task lists, but we hold it lightly. Lightly, Because right. you are invoking an energy that is larger than, mm-hmm. um, than we are. You're beginning yeah. to move into a dance, a complexity, and you allow the universe to deliver that or better. And, you know, there's a, there is a oh, axiom in the world of, um, of people that, that um, study and teach metaphysics and, and, mm-hmm. and consciousness and awareness as we do. We've heard for a long, long time people say, you know, you create your own reality or you create your own yes. world. And that is true. And the moment that you get that it is true, you no longer creating your own reality. Because the next highest truth is that without the presence of the divine, you can do nothing. And that we are vessels in these. Our bodies are vessels. We are not our bodies. We are not even our thoughts. I don't want to get too obscure Mm -hmm. here and too off base, but um, we... We are creating out of our thoughts and beliefs and choices yes. and decisions. And when we understand that, a humility sets in. It does. And, and it's what all a, about the, the allowing process. The allowing process. Because yes. the universe and, and however you hold the divine has mm. a much more ecstatic experience in store for us. And it is only available when we loosen up the filters. We have filters up that screen out all of the wonders. And then we we allow one through, and we call it a miracle. I love it. The evolutionary movement of things is to... Into a state that is constantly miraculous. That is Barnett, the we're deeper ending nature. On that miraculous state, I just love that. How can people find you? Um, that's a, the easiest way for anybody to get a hold of me to receive details of any of my upcoming seminars or future broadcasts. Send me an email. That's at info at barnettbain.com. Thank you, Barnett Bain. We'll talk again. Thank you again. so much, Marla. Bye. Bye.